What fucking day is it? Hello, welcome to the Five Aside podcast. It's what fucking day is it? Thursday. I was about to say Monday. It's not Monday. It's Thursday. It's the afternoon, and um, Billy's rushed home from his work for this one. It's our Scotland International Roundup. Um, a, a fantastic week if you're um, an England fan, but for for us Scotland fans, uh, not so great. I mean, we didn't we didn't lose any of our games, but we'll get on to why it wasn't so great. Really, um, start us off in sunny Glasgow. We took on Austria, um, and that ended as a two each draw. Who's starting with? Uh, everyone, everyone's thoughts on the game. Anyone want to? Seems everyone thoughtless. Thoughtless. Oh. Well, I'll start since since um, no one's gonna get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, we drew against an overrated Austria side. Uh, Austria coming into town thinking of the Billy Big Balls of the group, um, but they were they were bang average to be quite honest. You know, I think we were well worth the point. Um, we should have had a penalty. Um, wasn't given. Um, because the referee lost his glasses, it seemed. Um, uh, but you know, the the first game was, uh, I would say, a good benchmark to set. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk later is, on of why that wasn't matched. Is it common practice for uh, referees to wear glasses, or uh, some do? I'd assume some do. It was a and. All right, start to the campaign. I think is uh, all I've really got to say on. Uh, I think it's one of those ones where, if you look at it, we probably could have came away with a win, but we also could have could have like lost the game quite easily. But it's so it's one of those ones where you probably do you're okay with the draw at the end of the day, and you you start unbeaten. I, I I have to say I wasn't I wasn't disappointed with the draw. To be fair. Um... We we probably like we we would have been well worth winning if we'd if we had won the game to be fair, um, but a draw against they're they're not a bad side Austria they're a decent side, and I'll certainly take a draw off them at this point. It's just I, re- I reckon there's more progress to make with this squad, and we can certainly do better next time against them. I think I think we're always going to struggle to break down the slightly better teams. Um... Like with a slight lack of attacking quality in the side, so obviously the the Hanley goal it was a good good header. It was a good good set piece and everything. And then McGinn's goal is an individual bit of brilliance. Um, but I think I think over the course of the campaign, one of the concerns would be actually being able to break down teams to score more goals, especially teams that are better than the Faroe Islands. Well, I think if you if you ask me, that was certainly certainly shown against Israel that. Mm. I know we've played them a lot of times, but we just couldn't seem to actually break them down at the end of the day. Um, we'll get on to that, though. Mm-hmm. I think one of the main things for the Austria game was um, that McGinn started a bit deeper. Um, and I, I, I'm not biggest... I know that's where he plays for Aston Villa, but I much prefer him when he's like sitting just off the striker, like um, which is where like Christian Armstrong both played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think once... Um, one of them, I can't remember which one went off first, and it moved, McGinn moved up. Um, it 
we seem to play a lot better from then on in. It seems like a squad lacking motivation, though, to go out and play decent football from the off, because just like, see, the starts of games, it's like you're watching something, it's like they're waiting for the other team to strike first every time. Do you not think that's maybe down to how we're set up? We're set up not to lose? Well, well, yeah, maybe, but that's what I mean by, like, they're lacking that sort of, that drive then to actually play well from the start and only only kick in and and try and put bounce back once we've went down I'd say it's also quite a bit down to the fact that they haven't qualified for so long and it's, that's obviously, they're going into games sometimes, but they might that will improve the time, but they were going into games sometimes where they're, they're already thinking they're going to lose or they're, they're, they're like the draw is the best result, whereas we've qualified for a tournament now come the Euros we'll see how it goes, the confidence will continue to grow I think, and I think the way we can set up with the way we changed uh, system sometimes, like we changed to the four against Israel, mm. and we actually went for it. It it works. It we we are a, we've got quality players that can go and attack teams, like especially like the Austrias and Israel's. You should be. We've got the quality in the team to beat them definitely. Definitely Israel, that's for sure. They are rotten. <laughs> they are rotten. Even Austria, um, like Austria, they don't have any. Well, uh, they do have some standout players, but none of them really played. Alaba played, but I really don't get the hype about um, Austria. You know, they, they were, from what I seen, yeah. they just looked very bang average. You know, I wouldn't I hype mean, them, but but they're certainly no, they're, a good, they're, they're an okay they're squad. They're an okay squad. They're well oiled, um, but they're a well oiled unit as a team. I, I think the way they play is definitely, you know, quite good. It's it, well. It, it's obviously that sort of that region of, of they play well as teams. I, I mean, for um, for me, you know, why can't we have a go? You know, I'd much rather see us, you know, just yeah. just go for it. You know, okay, right. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least then we can say, well, we've had to go with, you know, we're not afraid of teams. It looks as if at times we're afraid of teams. You know, we sit back, we try and play this defensive counter attack football, which I, I think you know, against your bigger teams, you know, can work. But you know, when these these bang average teams. Go have a go for it. You know, don't be so I think bloody negative all the time. It was certainly interesting that the the lineup was. I, I really wasn't surprised by any of it. Um, I was a bit disappointed to see Ryan Christie starting. Uh, sort of like and yeah, in that in that, that second striker role with Lyndon Dykes, which we've seen before and it didn't work before. Um, I, I didn't didn't like in. seeing it again. Christie kind of played in, like him and Armstrong played either side of Dykes, I, I felt anyway. That's how it seemed like they lined up. I was, I think we could have, you know, it would have been tough to fire Adam straight into the team, considering Dykes hasn't, he's done well since he came in. Um, I would have liked to see his start with Adams against Austria, because you know, without a doubt he is our best striker now. Um, I, I, I wasn't really impressed with Armstrong at all. I thought Armstrong was really negative at times, he didn't really want to drive on with the ball at all or which I thought felt like that's what he was in that position for. Him and well uh, like you could probably say that him and Christie are quite similar players in the way that, that they play. Obviously Christie this season's been a lot more advanced and like hitting more shots but in their in their sort of <laughs> their base gate gameplay they they're very similar players like high energy they like driving. They like they never stop running. Like quite a lot of the time, and they're both very good passers of the ball. So 
Yeah, like like um, Billy mentioned, I feel that sometimes, like, I understand that we have to be strong defensively, but I wouldn't mind at points like having a go at some of these teams because look, looking at our group, to, to be completely honest, the only team I would say that are better than us considerably would probably be Denmark. Even then, I feel we still have an opportunity to get points against if we yeah. if we play well. No, I agree. Um, one thing I've seen a few people saying, and what I, I'd also be interested to see, um, is people are talking about a, a, a partnership of uh, Dykes and Christie. Not Dykes. Uh, uh, that's not the right one. Uh, Adams. Adams and Christie. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I, um, yeah, I think Adams and Christie could work, but I feel like Adams is more... I know that you're you're wanting to play Christie as a as a striker as such, but I feel like Adams is more suited to playing with another actual striker, like um like he was last night. To be fair, but um, of course, the one player I was actually really impressed with coming in was Grant Hanley. I feel like he started the first started off against Austria. The first ten fifteen minutes, he was a bit shaky, but that's what you get when he's been out for so long. To be fair, but um, he came into the game and he he was quite impressive across all three games. I thought. I think he did okay, and as like I mentioned before, when we were doing the sort of like the squad breakdown, um, that I thought that it would be okay for us because he's having a decent season, and when you have a decent season, it kind of gives you confidence to to play well in any any like sort of setup that you're put into. So I, I felt they did quite well considering Austria's striker, who I'll not um, try and mispronounce. Um, I'll say he's from Stuttgart. That you guys can look it up from there. Who's the size of a house? He's literally six foot seven. Massive. Um, I think they did really well to like defend him because okay, um, he did score. I don't think I scored two, both goals. But, but he was he was a nuisance the entire game, yeah. and apart from two like real professional goals, mm. they done a fairly decent job. Yeah, I think the second was just a really good header as well. There's not really much we can do about it. The first, seven, it's, it's yeah, Henry could have maybe got tighter on him and like made it harder for him to get up. Yeah, up above to get the power in the header. But even then, it was just it was really well placed. But yeah, possible. Don't know. And they've um, also they've got that Baumgartner guy, and he jumped out of space. So you can look at it that way as well. <laughs> Something funny. Uh, Matt said the guy jumped out of space. <laughs> Craig liked that one, apparently. Matt apparently, no one else registered uh-huh. it. So just no, waiting the tumbleweed come through. I heard it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like Jura said, uh, that striker from from Stuttgart that we we won't struggle to pronounce his name. Uh, he did have eight goals in his last ten games for Stuttgart coming into this game. So he seems like he's quite a good. Good striker, good prospect for us. Yeah, I mean, up. you know, Sasa Kalancic was the the. Um, one um, that was the standout player for Austria by Country Mile. Um, and, you know, I'm not afraid to take on the pronunciations of names because you know I do a lot of European football watching. I know how to, to pronounce all the names. I'm very multilingual. Um, all the names, all those languages. You ah, know, yeah, you know me. Um, English. And well, English. He, he only slightly had to try and put on an accent to say yes. his name as well. Um, but he was my father so standout, and for the. Sorry, um, you're talking about the Stuttgart striker Sasa Kaladzic, um, who, oh, you know, I thought it was Kaladzic. Apart from you know 
two or three individual spells. I thought we dealt with them relatively well. We we dealt with them okay, apart from the fact that he scored yeah, two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Apart from the two or three oh, individual yeah, yeah. moments, <laughs> you know, one of them being a header where he was, he's a you know he's a bloody giant should be illegal. Um, <laughs> people under six foot four. He should have it. Yeah, he should have his. He should have from his knees down cut off. Imagine what he'd he'd do bits in Scottish football being that. Oh, just hoof it up the park. I wouldn't plonk. He'd get bullied. He would get bullied. Well, he was built like a twig. If they had a Kieran Tierney to fire across his head to him, he would have scored loads more. True. Mm. Well, they just had the Champions League winner David Alaba. Well, we've got future Champions League winner Kieran Tierney. And Jack Henry. He's, and he's Jack gonna Henry. Win We've also yeah. got Champions League winner Andy Roberts. Oh, yeah, we'll don't get the party started on him. Um I, I, I was impressed with the way that Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson, uh, uh, although Kieran Tierney was playing centre half, um, they kind of split the split the responsibilities down that left side a little bit. And when I say that, um, Andy Robertson would take a pitch touch and Kieran Tierney would run onto it. You know, the difference is night and day between those two. I mean, anyone with a half a footballing brain can see that Kieran Tierney is the better deliverer of a ball into a box than Andy Robertson. Okay, there's a, there's a difference. Uh, it's also got more. The he also seems to have more drive and determination. You know, for for me, you know, I I have made Andy Robertson walk home some of the games. It wasn't that bad. You know, I, I, honest <laughs> to God, it really wasn't. Just because, that no, bad. no. I, in my opinion, think... just because he's won a Champions League because he plays for Liverpool, you know, I, I would I would have had somebody else in centre half and Kieran Tierney in left back. You know, just because he's the captain, you know, I don't think he's I, I don't think he's good he's enough. Like, he's he's not better than Tierney. I don't think, yeah, I think Tierney is the better player than Robertson, in my opinion, anyway, just now. Um, oh, I love Arsenal! Especially in a Scotland top. Um, you my dad. And I just, I feel like, even though it might be we're playing this system to try and shoehorn them both into this, the game, um, the team, I do feel like Tierney does suit that centre-half role quite a bit, and he, he's got the legs to go up and down the pitch from centre-half to overlap Robertson and, like, Put again the position to put crosses in, and I, we don't have enough centre halves to try and take him out of that position. Yeah, for for me, for me um, Tierney um, is probably Scotland's standout player. Like he's so he's so adaptable. Like he can put like you give him any position, he's comfortable and he's he can play it well, and he's well, and he's hungry. And I think that's one thing that bothers me a wee bit. About someone give someone give this this man a hot meal. Um, you don't you don't see the same sort of like grit and determination you see from Tierney. It may just be a visual a visual thing, but no, I, I, um, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, no, I, I also agree with you, but um, I, I feel like Andy Robertson's is uh, riding that 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 kind of half good goal that he scored. I can't even mind who it was against. Probably some pish team. Probably Israel. So, exactly, Cyprus. He scored a half good goal a couple of years ago against Cyprus, and uh, I mean, he's kind of been riding that and. Ever since, and the fact he's captain makes it really, it makes him really difficult to drop him as well. Did he score a good goal against Lithuania too, if I remember rightly? I can't, can't remember. I mean, I mean, right now he couldn't cross the road. That little decent ball into the box. Because the football pitch, the running track, exactly. Billy with the dapper. I don't think it helps the fact that the system he plays at in Liverpool, like they fire in early crosses, whereas Tierney he'll get the ball and he'll drive on and he'll try and find the space to put in a cross, and he'll pick, pick the man out most of the time. Embarrassing! Yeah. He should be he should be able to do it either. A, a world class left back should be able to do either. 
I tell you what, I hate the amount of um, people that say, "Oh, Robertson doesn't perform well because he doesn't have good players alongside him." The Scotland team is full of guys who can play in the Premier League. I mean, it's always going to happen, though. Like, like Mo Salah went away with, with Egypt on his international. When he goes away with international, he goes away with Egypt, and he still performs well with them. So, and they're they're not exactly the be- the, the best players in the world, are they? So, I mean, yeah, oh wow, class player is Elneny. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, John McGinn uh, is he is he Europe's best player? Uh, he's certainly up there. It's got to be the conversation. It's got to be the conversation. Well, I, I mean. Player John McGinn. Is that who we're talking about? No, I don't think so. I oh, think okay. it's, uh, this is Aston Villa. Um, oh, sorry. Player John McGinn. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to mention he played for Hibs 20 million times. I, you know, he played for Hibs. Um, he, he scored He scored the equaliser, the, the game equaliser, got us a point. Um, it, was a, it was a ball flung into the box and kind of headered about a bit, didn't it? Wasn't it? And then it comes out, and I think it's yeah. Ryan Christie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is like outside the box and he plays a nice nice controlled floated header back in into the danger area and John McGinn just sees it and backs up onto it and well you can see he's thinking about it and he's, he's backpedalling and he, he just goes for the overhead kick and it's a, it a sweet one well, he said in his interview uh, post-match he said he, the only reason he tried the overhead kick was because he thought he was maybe going to be offside which is a uh, fair enough I'm, I'm to be fair when you looked at the the first angle, he didn't look very onside, and I have not seen any other angles since. But he didn't look greatly onside to me. I can confirm I have seen uh, an angle where he is definitely one hundred percent onside. So, thank you, Dad. Yep. No, no um, controversial goals here. It was a good goal, and it secured as a, a good point. I'll say I'll give I'll give that a, a solid seven out of ten uh, point rating. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I'll take it. Which moves us on to. Israel, Sunday night's um, entertainment for us all. And uh, boy, was I not entertained. I wasn't entertained starting the match because, well, we played Israel about 800 times in the last year. Um, I don't know the exact stat, but that is, that's what it fucking feels like. I think it, they said before, it's been five months since we last played them. It felt like fucking two weeks. Yeah, um, yeah it, from, the, from the, the, the word go in that game, it was um, uninspiring, lacklustre. <clears throat> I'm sure Billy has many other words to describe uh, it. It was a disgrace, to be quite honest with you. You know, I, 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 at half time, I'd have flung the players, I'd have flogged them. They were bloody dreadful. Uh, I mean, you could have changed the majority of the team. They were that bad. But whatever was said at half time by the world's greatest coach, John Carver, um, obviously motivated the players to perform better in the second half. It was what it was a like chunk and cheese. First. Just to assure, just to assure everyone that um, Billy's not fifty years old. He is in fact twenty-two, well, I, like the rest not, of I'm, us. I'm fifty-four. I don't know what you're about. I'm not. Um, I'm not too sure. Of maybe the the words at halftime, or the fact that the sub at halftime to change the four at the back, bring on Christie, take off <laughs> uh, Henry. And I was at first, I wasn't too convinced because I was like, I'm, I'm not a fan of Tierney playing centre half in a back four because he he doesn't have the the. Um, he can't go forward and get down the wing and stuff at that point. Uh, but he, I feel like he fit into it well, and I felt the second half we were dominant and could have went on to win the game if we took our chances. 
I think uh, the same could be said for Israel. They could they could have went on to win the match if they'd taken other chances as well. So yeah, in the first half, if they'd taken their chances, um, they did score an absolute peach of a goal, yeah, Israel, yeah. to go ahead. Marshall could have maybe done Marshall better. Should have saved it. Yeah, I think so. I'm not I'm not going to go as far to say as he should have saved it. I'll, I'll go with Craig. He, he could have done better, probably. Could have done better. Um, it's, I don't think his positioning's terrible, and he makes a good jump and good attempt for it, but. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where it's hit hard from from distance, yeah. and it, it kind of moves a little bit. I, I think more of the blame has to go in your midfield and your defence for not closing that down. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, I said straight away. Why 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 is there no defect like deep line midfielders pushing out to him, or or even a centre half pushing out to him either? He's just given so much space in that centre central area. But you know, it was a it was a good strike from the Israeli midfielder Dor Peretz, um, who plays for Maccabi Tel Aviv. You know, a great finish from him. Um, Whose uh, only other goal for Israel was against Scotland. Yes, uh-huh. and we're handing hand that boy goals. Played Israel that, that often. Their games. That is seventy percent of their games, so they're probably going to get some of their goals there. Six games since twenty eighteen, we've played them. Yeah, and then none since nineteen eighty one. Yeah, <laughs> they just started giving us a while. They are not very good. Oh. Well, evidently they're about our just... level. <laughs> I, I'd say at yeah. the moment they seem like they're around about our level, but I think we are better than them. And in the wider scale of things, they are de- we're definitely better than them. The, it's definitely points drop. Yes, it's points yeah, drop, but we've played them so much recently that it's sort of like it's, 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 I was almost expecting it. Especially away. I mean, I, I know I, I agree it's points drop. I, I don't think we're ever going to win this group. I don't, I'd like to, but I think playing for second, I don't think getting a point away yeah. from home against them is the worst result. I don't think. No, I think I, I, I think especially when they're they're probably. <laughs> likely to take points off someone else at some point. As long as we win the game at Hamden, um, I don't think it's two four points from the two games. If we get it, would be okay. So well, maybe by then we might have fans inside the stadia, so it might you know give the home advantage to us. Hopefully, because oh, yeah, obviously you, yeah. could, you know you know. But if you if thought about you know when obviously the game on Sunday, you know the fans were inside the stadium, and you know you could tell it made a, a bit of a difference to the Israel players, and um, we seemed a bit more up for it from the early mm-hmm. get go. Yeah. I feel like it always will. Although I'm not too sure if uh, fans inside the Scotland game will make the players play better because uh, no, they'll just boo I them. Like as soon as one thing goes wrong, it's it, like especially then if we'd one one nil down against yeah, Israel, especially with that the boos ball. would come out. Yeah, because yeah. Scotland fans are um, yeah, I'll say it. I'll be controversial. Well, we did we did get a point in this game, and uh, it was another game where Ollie McBurney still didn't get a goal. Oh, I, honest to God. Yeah, he, still, he still didn't play, but... <laughs> but he didn't get a goal. But he didn't, but he did get a goal. Did he score? No. You know, Ryan Fraser played well, though. I, I, I like him. Um, I, feel I like, like him. He's too short. Do you know what well, he, he might be too short, but he can still score headers. Yeah, and do you reckon, as uh, one, one article in England put it, that, that, that his recent goal score might lead him to an England call-up? It might... To be fair, Sky Sports are fucking morons. Big Euro squad, you never know. Yeah, Gareth will be keeping an eye out. Tits. I I think uh, Ryan Fraser had an okay. Well, certainly better than Um, Burnley. Time. He's a very different player than Burnley. What are you talking about? They're both big men. I'd rather actually still have Chris Boyd up front. He'd do more of a job. I don't think he would. I think you're being a, a bit over dramatic there, Bill. He would do more of a job than McBurney. Honestly, I, 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 
It would be the fit. It would be the fit. It would definitely be the least fit. It'd be the best. You know, it's about position. About position. Not about you. Didn't he run? If you get a good position, you can score. I'm all yep. slagging him off, but he didn't play. I'm well, just talking yeah. in general, though. He did overall. He did play. He did. He did get minutes in the next match, and I still didn't score, even though it was the Faroe Islands. So didn't get many minutes, though. But he got enough. He got, he got enough minutes. That's enough. That um, well, that that moves on to the Faroe Islands game then. Um, yeah, and again, I'll I'll ask you the question: Is uh, is John McGinn the best player in Europe? Well, no, Kieran Tierney is. Well, um, well I, I guess a close battle between them, isn't it? John McGinn really, getting two goals, Kieran Tierney getting three assists. I mean, yeah, I feel like when they left left the Euros in the summer, like, they can both hold it mm-hmm. to start with. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a uh, it's a. Uh, John McGinn's first goal. I mean, Kieran Tierney just does so well, and then he lifts his head up. He actually looks for someone, and he goes, "Oh, there's a great cutback." And uh, John McGinn just just drives it low into the net, and uh, Che Adams jumps over. I, I know we I know we only scored one goal in the first half and three in the second, but the first half was I know it was the Faroes, but the first half was by far one of the best first half performances I've seen from Scotland in a long time. I think that's his. It was very good. I think that's his. I think we should his performances. Uh, I, I, I was confused. We should have scored more in the first half. Like Twitter and stuff at half time, and I seen so many folks saying, "Oh, like, oh, this isn't good enough and stuff like this. We're we're playing rubbish. It should be one each." Fair enough, they did have a good chance. <clears throat> Gordon made a good save for it, but apart from that, they didn't they didn't really trouble us at all. But that's what the goalkeeper's there yeah, to do. I mean, you know, the Pharaohs the, the Pharaohs man of the match was their goalkeeper Gunnar Nielsen. Um, the thirty four year old plays with half a nat or not Um Where are they been? I wouldn't like they to see that. Are, they are based um, in Iceland. I'm a big fan of the Icelandic. Sorry, group. who the yeah. fuck does he play for? I need to repeat it. I don't Yes. Oh, so, Gunnar Nielsen uh, plays for Hafen Nadafjordjör. I'm trying to read it on the screen at the same time as he's saying it. So, um, you know, half Half North. Half North. Jordur. Half North Jordur. That's how I'm reading it. Well, I, I mean, I'm Icelandic. I'm part Icelandic. I think his photo on Flash scores is just lifted off his Instagram yeah, or something seems, as well. It just seems he's like a track, so just posing very seductively. It's not very, it's a very weird one to put up. One of them. He's still from Motherwell. Back, back to the. What? He's still from Motherwell in 2013-14. Oh, I remember him well. Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, <laughs> back, to the, back to the actual game, I do agree that um, we did play really well on that. I feel like the Adams Dykes partnership did work no, well. No, there was stop. points where there was stop. There was points. Where, no, no, I'm going to keep talking about no, it. There was Matt, points where you, it was. Um, no, I need to talk to Matt. Hmm? You said he used to play for Motherwell. He also used to play for Man City. Oh yeah. Now that's the caliber of goalkeeper we scored four goals against. What Man City goalkeeper? Uh huh. Yep. One game for Man um, City. <laughs> so like I was saying about uh, Adams on you go Dykes continue partnership. Um, there was points where it looked a bit shaky, but I feel like as it's played more, it will improve over time. And I feel like that should be the, the straight partnership we, we go with. I feel like we should be playing two strikers against in the Euros because we we're good enough to play two strikers and I feel like it will work for us. Um, I think it was actually... Adams looked a mo- lot more confident in that game last night. Um. He was he was trying things like little flicks on and little like back heels in, into digs and stuff and playing in like runs in behind and playing passes and asking for the ball a lot yeah. more. 
Um, and he did pick up his goal, his, his first Scotland goal. Um, with Quintini's third assist. Yep. I think we need to, we should probably judge him, you know, when he's actually, you know, played again, played with, you oh, know, no, no, no. it's the Faroes. It's a very early stage to judge him, yes, yeah. but I think he, he's done he's done well and he definitely warrants, like, warrants getting called up again. Yeah. It's not just the goal scoring ability, like, that he provides, it's the, the touches, the movement that he brings, it just... Just yeah, everyone was better than Ollie McBurney, yeah. and that's the standard that he's got to he's got to beat. So true. I did say, and I also said last night, and um, uh, said this team that we played last night, there was a, I'd only make a couple of changes, and that would be my preferred starting eleven. I'd take <sighs> Gordon out, and I'd put Marshall back in. I'd take McLean out, and I'd put um, uh, Ryan Jack. Would in. you not put? Would you play McTominay at centre half? Yeah, I feel like he is. Yeah, I, I I really think I would because I just I think it's either that... something away from the midfield at that point. Well, I feel like whatever we uh, whatever we do, sorry. we're not going to win in midfield. You either take me um, play McTominay centre half, or you take McGregor out and put uh, McTominay. Yeah, in I'd take McGregor out and put McTominay. In. I think it depends if Ryan Jack's fit. Or yeah, not. this is. I think, I think it depends on quite a lot, though. It depends on. Um, Depends on how players play for the rest of their season. Like Ryan Jack should be fit for the Euros because he was only just away from this game, these games anyway. Yeah, we, um, he's also been away for like um, most of the season. No, no, to be fair, he's played some games. He just struggled with injuries. This um, but I do think, even though that um, O'Donnell hasn't has been good in the, the some games uh, for Scotland so far in the, this camp, like in the first two games anyway. Um, Fraser brought that extra. Attacking ability down when we were because I felt like when we had a Donald, we always tried to play down the left. Um, whereas Fraser brings that ability where he can put a good ball into the middle, can take a man on down the right, can even cut in and hit a shot or come in at back post and put a header in. Something I don't I don't remember seeing Fraser doing a lot was crossing, um, an awful lot of the time. There was a couple of times. Just but I think I, I, most of the crosses did come from the left, but yeah, yeah. Just may, may, maybe there was someone else that was like more confident on that on the right foot to sort of cross the ball. Yeah, but I I don't know. We'll see at the time. Like, <clears throat> depend depends who actually gets into the Euro squad because mm-hmm. there's st- there's still positions up for grabs. I think in the squad yeah. at least. Yeah, I don't know how many new starting eleven players we'll get, but no, 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 yeah. squad players definitely. I think it's going to be tough for him because there's obviously a few players that people want called up, but he has to cut the team back or the squad back already. So you'll have to cut cut the squad back further to be able to call up the likes of like Turnbull that some people want, or maybe called. Um. So yeah, it's going to be be tough for him. Yeah, I think um with regards to Turnbull, I think his sort of possible creative ability could have helped us in games like the game against Israel. Yeah. Um. I think he brings something to the table that I, mean, I think there's maybe other players that could have done it as well, but I think especially him probably playing in that position that he's used to could have done a job against and like games like Israel where we probably needed a bit of a creative spark. Um, I don't know how much he did the night against Austria, but definitely the Israel game. That's what I kind of thought coming out of it. I think like cer- said he's better than John Flick. <laughs> yes, I think certainly in um in in the Euros, I think it's certainly we 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 need to have. Like creative players that give us an option of having a creative player on, but I'd also like to see us having an option of if we need to in a game, changing up the formation maybe a little bit. 
instead of playing so central and like try and like just just to try something else. Like I'd like to just see some sort of variety in players instead of just having all these centre mids in the squad. I feel like, I feel like a maybe a little bit wasted. Are, are versatile as well. Like like some McTominay, you can obviously drop the centre half if needed. McGregor could play out uh, wider if needed as well. You go to left back. McGinn can push forward. Um, like McLean, he can drop to the bench and things like that. Versatility. That's true. Can drop. It can drop out the squad if he wants. Actually, no, nah, he can't take it away the mayor. Well, he's not the mayor of Scotland. He's the mayor of Norwich, so he can go play for England. Yeah, Still a mayor. The mayor of um, Norwich is getting heavily linked with becoming the mayor of Govan. <laughs> the mayor of Govan would be a, a good sign for Rangers. I've got to say. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Um, the I I yeah I w- I wouldn't like to be in Steve Clark's shoes right now. He's got a lot to fucking to make his mind up on, a lot of decisions to make. Um, obviously he'll be looking at how how players play for the last few league games and and the Scottish Cup as well, which is gives the opportunity for for well Scottish players um to play to get minutes and sort of show what they're capable of. The likes of Turnbull, if, if James Forrest can get back in the Celtic squad and build himself a decent run of form, then he he definitely could be worth a shout. And players in England as well, they've got they've got plenty of games to play and a few of the players have plenty to play for for their teams as well. So mm-hmm. Yeah, like for all we know like Billy Gilmore got shoved in for the last quarter of the season and play outstanding every game and then he has to get called up pretty much, but never know. I don't know. Known Steve Clark, he wouldn't call him up anyway. Um, someone could someone could get four hat tricks in, in four games and he'd be like, nah, you know what? I don't want you. It'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, we've spoken previous podcasts about Nathan Patterson. Obviously, he has received um, a six-game match ban, which can be reduced to four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's four and then two suspended. Yeah. Um, which means he probably now won't have a chance to actually prove himself to Steve Clark probably because Tavernier probably... Well, he's only got himself to blame. You know, he's an idiot. He's only got himself to blame. He could state. have been in the Euro squad, but he's blown it. He's blown it for having a stupid house party in COVID time. So, you know what? I don't have any sympathy for him. No. Uh, I've got, well, I don't have any sympathy for him because obviously it's his own fault, but I feel like he was like... I've, on the edge of making this squad, but I don't think he was ever. I don't think he's ever going to make the Euro squad now um, that he's banned for those games. But I think he's a definitely in for a shout come uh, September when the World Cup campaign continues. It'll be it'll be very difficult to pick him if he's not going to get game time at club level. Yeah. Um. No, I would I would disagree with that. I feel like there's definitely a lot of players that get picked when they're not getting. Game time. That's just Scotland wrong mentality, though. Yeah, yeah we just do yeah, the old pals if, act. If just he, pick our pals. Even, yeah, but even, even if he's not getting game time, the, the, if the quality is there. He is a good enough player. He is, in my opinion, he's a better player than Stephen O'Donnell. I think. Um, um, I think. Liam Palmer. Steve Clark certainly has to look at the players that, at who he used during this break, um, and like how much players got used. So the players that he uses quite a lot. Obviously, they'll they'll have to be called up, but 
it'd be nice to actually have a look at some of the some of the these midfield players that didn't get very much game time and and like why why did they not get very much game time? Like, do you plan on giving them game time or are you just going to call them up and put yeah. them in the squad for the sake of having Nisbet, a, why, an extra why was player Nisbet there? Called up utterly. He played. Didn't he? he played oh, twenty I mean, minutes against the Pharaohs. Yeah. Oh, you could have stuck one yeah, of well, one, is that, yeah. one of us in for twenty minutes against the Pharaohs. But you have to call you have to call up more than two strikers because if you're not giving yourself any options, if say the Faroe Islands game had gone bad and we had no strikers in the bench to change it up, if the game against the Faroes had gone bad, I'd have sacked them on the spot. I would have, I would have killed all the strikers on the spot if we if we hadn't if we hadn't been able to score against the Faroes. Well, good thing it's only two, not three. If you're yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't think there's any reason why. Like these, I think I was quite surprised myself that he didn't do many changes across the three games. I thought three games in uh, <coughs> six days was going to bring in some. Uh, I certainly thought. The board. Certainly thought we'd see more in the Faroe Islands game I than guess, we did. I guess if you're Steve Clark, though, you're just. I mean, that's his last. That's the last game, I think, before the the Euros. Is it? Uh, yeah, I, re- cool. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon we'll have friendlies. a friendly. Yeah, yeah. make a friendly. On the off chance we struggle for that, I mean that's his. That's his last competitive game, at least to try. And yeah, to actually see he's going to perform. So I think I think just to use the Faroe Islands game as a bit of a piss up. I don't know. I can see where he's coming from yeah. by trying to get a consistent squad over the three games. I know there was quite a few folks in. Um, the only reason Gordon played last night was because. Uh, the uproar that would have came from Hearts fans if uh, he'd been taken away for three games. Oh, and, honestly, and that wouldn't surprise me. Three games and then Hearts had lost all their games in that time. Which it wouldn't was... surprise me because I mean, I guess if it was my goalie. I'd probably be a little bit annoyed as well if they took our took our goalie. Away. Hearts had the option to get the games postponed. To be fair, yeah, I know. But when your goalkeeper's called away, there's but been enough games postponed. This do, do you not think though he had to play a more settled squad because the first two games didn't go. You know, because we didn't beat Israel. You know, had we beat Israel, had four points out of two games. Do you think he'd been a bit more courageous to experiment a bit more? Mm, yeah. I think the players. I think the players that, that that didn't get playing though, or didn't get starting against the Faroe Islands, they can feel a bit hard done by because they they're definitely capable, and well, more than capable of, of beating the Faroe Islands. So it's not. Let's not lie about that one. It's not like. Yeah, but I mean. I'd... Okay, let's get let's put some respect on the Faroe Islands name. Yeah, they're. They're okay, but we certainly have players good enough to to beat them. Faroe Islands aren't even bought with the group. They're not because they're not the worst team, team in the group. In Moldova, the bottom seeds in the group, and yeah. that is why they're bottom of the group. It's a bit of respect. Um, I've just remembered that uh, we did we didn't give our our points rating for our our our, what, our point against uh, Israel, uh, but I'd give it a solid two. I'd give it a four, 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 one. two. I'm going to say a four or a five. Yeah. It's zero. It's two. Zero. Well, that's a bit harsh. Drawing away from home isn't the worst thing in a campaign. Two. And predict it now that we're going to be just short because we never bet Israel. I don't, I don't. And I don't. I don't know. From, from we're sitting second at the moment, so I mean that that's a positive outlook to have on it. Um, and the the Fair Islands game, I, I don't know. I'd, so. Yeah, Fair Islands game, I'd probably give it a seven. Five. Yeah, probably another solid sort of seven or eight. Five? I'd give the Faroe Islands game an, an eight or a nine. I feel like it was nah, a good eight. performance. It's no disrespect to the Faroes. Yeah, I'd say, se- I'd say like, probably it's like a solid seven, maybe going into eight. Yeah, Faroe Islands who went one up against Austria. Still lost. It, never, it wasn't an easy game for us. They went one nil up they, though. It's not. It's not like they won the game. They went one nil up. 
We were expected. I can to go win. one 0 up against Austria, but I'd still get absolutely pummeled. We were expected to win the game. We, we won win, the game, we so we met the objective. We didn't exceed the objective. We just won the game. That was what we were expected to do. We're done. I wouldn't say it's a five. I'd say it's an eight or a nine. For just a five. seven. Seven. Uh, the the five, sensible six, terms. Keeping us right. We'll all, we'll all go. We'll all go seven because uh, Craig's going too high. Bill's going five. Uh, you're saying so. We'll go. The five aside rating five. is seven. That that averages out on everyone's ratings. One of the key things as well is um, Adam's getting his first goal because you don't want to be going into a tournament chasing your first international yep. goal. And uh, he did it before Ollie McBurney in less games. He didn't do it in less games in Lyndon Dykes, so Lyndon Dykes got his after his second game. That, that doesn't matter. I'm just I'm talking about Ollie McBurney here. Did I say Lyndon Dykes? No. They're both going to play. Is, is this the I Hate McBurney podcast? Or is this the five? No, I'm just pointing out. I'm just pointing out the fact that Ollie, no, no, I'm just pointing out the fact that Ollie McBurney's not very good. Yeah, that's English Premier League. Fucking, you could buy anything for twenty million pounds. It doesn't mean it's you know, good. In English Premier League, you could buy a chicken. You could fucking wrap it in tin foil paper, and they could sell it for twenty million. <laughs> tin foil paper. We, yeah. We go back onto uh, Scotland. The upcoming fixtures. Obviously, our next competitive fixture is um, <clears throat> the start of the Euros, um, where we've got Czech, uh, Czech, Czech. Republic, Hamden. I just pair a Czech. England at Wembley and then, uh, Croatia at Hamden. So. so Hopefully, fans uh, back by three easy points. games. Those are three squishes. That's nine nine points. F- five points. I take four. You take you take five points. I think I take I take points, one. Te- I would actually say that three points is enough to go through. I would agree, but I, I think we're capable of getting four. I think yeah. we're capable of getting four. I mean, uh, three points enough to go through. Four points, I think, would guarantee you going through. Beat the Czech Republic, much. draw with Croatia, and if we get something from England, fair enough. Pummel England. I would say beat Czech Republic. Absolutely. And then if we get some pressure, we're okay. Ruin England is is the bottom line. We have to ruin England. Czechs are nothing special, Um, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why we should beat them. No, no, We need to put England in their place because they think they're the best team in the world. Yeah, to be fair. Oh, we beat Poland! As we found out, though, Denmark are the best team in the world. Absolutely. They are. And Austria. Well, that does take us on to our games after the Euros, uh, September, massive month where we've got away to Denmark, then a, your easiest game of the campaign technically at home to Moldova, then away to Austria. We're definitely drawing Moldova. So We're definitely uh, drawing Moldova. Denmark, lose to Moldova, beat Austria. I'd, to be honest with you, I'd take six points. I'd take that to be fair. Uh, I, I would 100% take that. I'd take six points. Um, well, that it was a... a Slightly above average um, international week for Scotland. I think it's exactly what you would expect if you listened to the last podcast and heard what I said I thought would happen. That's plenty, Matt. That's uh, really you just shut up. Do points for Scotland um, games. And you get zero I know, games. exactly. And on that note, Matt's going to say goodbye to everyone. Yep, hope we all have a nice, a nice uh, long bank holiday weekend. Jura's uh, going to say goodbye to everyone before he cries. I don't know what I'm crying about, but um, goodbye. Craig Goodbye, time for a beer Yep, Bill uh, Yep, time for a beer, ciao ciao um, Myself, it is certainly time for a beer I mean I've already had one but we'll go for another one um, Hope everyone enjoys their, their, their bank holiday long weekend if they get it uh, To anyone who has to work tomorrow or on Monday uh, get it right up you I'm working the weekend so it doesn't count We'll be back. We'll be back on Monday um, again for our Scottish Cup roundup. And till then, 
stay safe and goodbye. Fuck the queen. <laughs>